What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. On today's episode, I have the privilege of interviewing one of the baddest drummers I've seen in, I don't like forever. I mean, this dude, Stick Game, is sick. He's a worldwide known musician, and he's a part of the baddest band, Be On It. It gives me great privilege to introduce the one and only Joe C. Elliott the Third. Can you tell me about the group? Be On It. Be On It is just a collection of individuals from Indy that, uh, you know, we all come together, man. We make some of the dopest music people ever hear. Yeah, like, and it's just a band of brothers. Like, we're all brothers, and, you know, it kind of feels like we're in a fraternity at times. Uh, just because <laughs> of how close we are and the little things that we, you know, have together and stuff like that. It's a dope group. Because one thing that we talked about, me and CJ, was that how real music is lost. Yes. And I was just completely overjoyed the first time I heard y'all. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, for real. I mean, straight up. And it wasn't biased because I knew y'all, but it was. It was just real talk because it was like about freaking time somebody's bringing like real R&B back because all this uh, synthesized and computerized music is getting to the point where it's the new norm. Oh, yeah, definitely. 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 I mean, like in today's music game, man, people are really getting away from real music. But at the same time, it's like they're trying to bring it back. But, you know, it's still very watered down with a lot of today's technology uh man like people just want stuff to be perfect versus the natural feeling of having something natural you know like that's one thing that we try to do is we try to relate to what's going on today but with some of those things that we learned back in the day and mm-hmm. i think eventually real music will come back uh man like it's just gonna really take some of these pioneers man to make it happen and you know like if you've heard beyonce's uh before i let go it's got a classic vibe, but it's still new school. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like if we have more artists actually pay more homage to what happened in the past, man, I think this generation would probably appreciate it a lot more. Then we could slowly go back to, you know, where where we came from. And it's, when you said that, I was thinking about how a lot of artists use live music as a gimmick because a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff is computerized. But then all of a sudden when they do something like uh, an award show, they want to bring a quote unquote live band and it's more of a gimmick, not necessarily like this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 Like, cause they know like an audience will like respond to a live band, even if they just up there (laughs) just play into a track. Like uh, one thing I noticed is a lot of these artists, especially R&B artists, like if you look at, cats like Tank or if you look at cats like Trey Songs or Chris Brown, like a lot of those cats, well, I wouldn't even say Chris Brown. I would say some of the more classic R&B artists like, you know, Tank, uh, Genuine, you know, the Tyrese's of the world. Their Neo. albums don't, yeah, yeah, uh, Neo too. Yeah, mm-hmm. their albums don't do as well as what they used to. They make a lot of their money off of being on the road. And, mm-hmm. you know, usually they have a live band and that live band really just brings a whole presence to mm-hmm. the live experience, like to make you feel like you're actually getting some versus just singing to tracks with a DJ. You're like, man, I mean, I can listen to that at home. Give me something right. that's, give me something that's going to make me feel like I just got a full experience. And, right. Some organic. You know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I got you. Yeah. 
Now, what was your biggest challenge getting into this? Um, well, the biggest challenge was uh, was pretty much wanting to make sure that you're attracting most, if not all, audiences and realizing that not everybody's going to listen to your music and not everybody's going to like what you're doing. Man, I mean, and that's just the way uh, that's just the way society is. Um, like, especially in 2019, anytime you, you know, like my band Beyond it, we we really put ourselves out there on you know social media, on live shows, videos, albums. We really put ourselves out there, and we uh, and it's pretty much open fire. Pretty much once you put yourself out there. Um, you're going to get the criticism. You're going to get the backlash. You're going to get people that love you, people that hate you. So it was knowing how to accept all of those and know what's real um, and, and know what you can do to make yourself better um, and make the band better. Mm-hmm. So that would, that would probably be the toughest thing that you know I or even the band has had to face so far. In this how journey. do you even overcome that? Well, you know... Uh, the more popular you get, the more haters you'll get. And that's one mindset that I've kind of always had and the band has kind of taken on. I mean, we've, we've accepted so much criticism over the, the years, especially with the changes of new faces and, and then the, uh, I mean, then the direction of music and then us playing live arrangements versus original mm-hmm. music. Um, and it's like, man, you really just have to kind of stay even kill, man, and just know what your goal what your personal goal is and what your goal is for the band. And ultimately everybody's not going to be with it, but as long as Mm -hmm. we're staying focused and, you know, everybody's doing their part, uh, it's going to work out. And like, that's the mindset that we've always had. Okay. Now, how old were you when you first started playing drums? Man, I was probably two, three years old uh, when I was (laughs) able to hold sticks and, and uh, when I finally got a shot to play. Uh, at church, which was, you know, my uncle, he taught me how to play and I watched him play at church. And, uh, like, you know, just some drummers, like when you're like two or three years old, you can kind of tell who's going to have it. It's because they got rhythm and they know the uh, difference between clapping on beat and off beat. And I see yeah. them kids do that to this day. I'll be like, yep, he's got it. He's already got it. <laughs> yeah, he's two years old and he's got it. <laughs> okay, okay well you said how old were you when you first played in church, though, when you first got your chance? Because there's yeah. always like a line of people who want to play the drums, and you you literally mm-hmm. got to sit there and wait your turn. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, man, like, and I grew up in a church where there was a line. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, my uncle, I mean, of course, he showed favoritism on me because I'm family. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I got my chance. Like, if anybody's familiar with, like, Sunshine Band back in the day, man, like, mm-hmm. uh, I finally, uh, uh, they would kind of let me play for the kids, but, like, nothing mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. And, and, and then, you know, like, that just kind of built my confidence. I'm like, man, I can, I can, I can hold it down for this. Man, put me in a regular service, put me on praise and worship. Right. And let me see what I can do. <laughs> man, and, and it actually worked out. Uh, like the older I got, the more experience, and then of course the older you get, the more stronger you get, and then you get taller to where you can hit everything. So it worked out. Now, is it hard for you to separate the R and B in the church world? Not at all. Not at all. My perception on that is, man, you gotta have a relationship with uh, God. Uh, I mean, like if you're gonna do church, um, I mean the ultimate goal for me, and I've always said to not have to actually play drums. 
and church, but just attend church as a actual member, man. And, you know, just enjoy the actual service, like what versus, you know, work though. Way I look at music is man, like music is a passion of mine through all the different type of schooling that I've gotten. Uh, I got a chance to appreciate different types of music like, you know, jazz, R&B, pop, classical. Um, I mean, I mean, a lot of people didn't know that drums wasn't something that I learned in, you know, grade school. Like I was a trumpet player all through like middle school, high school. And, you know, anytime I go back to Buncey, nobody really knows me for drums. Well, probably now. Now, now. <laughs> but but anytime I go back to Muncie, it's like everybody remembers me as the trumpet player that mm-hmm. was like first chair that played lead trumpet that you know was in the jazz band that marched. Like it made me appreciate all different types of music. So you know, church versus R&B or secular world. Uh, and I mean, I just see it as all music. Like in my mm-hmm. opinion, that's um, funny. It shouldn't affect you my that band life, huh? <laughs> yes. Oh man, marching band like 10 hours out in the sun <laughs> i didn't do marching band because i didn't like the uniform but uh, i yeah. played i played the <laughs> flute high. for about yeah i played the flute for i forgot how many about six years um yeah mar- i couldn't do it but my girls did they did marching band so i know about the long days and the competitions and the staying out all night that's yes. band life is real and life is real, man. Like, don't let these movies fool y'all. Man, when we would be out here sore, black, just all of that. Like, just get darker and darker, man. And, right. Was know, not enough yeah. sunblock in the world. Uh, not, a, not enough at all. That's hilarious. So you from Muncie? Yes. Yes, I'm originally from Muncie. Born and raised in Muncie. So did you go to college in Muncie, too? Uh-huh. Yes. You go to Ball State? Uh yes yes. So did you play band in Ball State too? Nah 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 nah. I went to Ball State um and then I ended up moving to Indianapolis for um for for work. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I've been in Indianapolis ever since. Uh, okay. Just, you know, doing music and you know I was working uh for a while and then I decided to take a step of faith and just do music full time. It's worked out for me for the last five years. Now, what was the one gig that you've done that scared the crap out of you? Oh, man. I don't think... It it would probably be the Strange Ranch competition. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't y'all overseas not that long ago? Yeah, but that's not... Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's different when you're expected to be great versus all odds are pretty much stocked stacked against you and you're in a competition with some of the the, the country's finest musicians and um, win yeah and win <laughs> and, 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 and it's funny because because i remember man like people didn't have many expectations for us like they they looked at our band like it was a lot of cats well like, our band was made up of cats that just wasn't in the industry like we were all just local indianapolis musicians Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were performing against cats that are in the industry, cats that are playing for the Neos, cats that are playing for a lot of these big artists. And, you know, it just wasn't a lot of expectation for us. And we got talked about before the competition. It's like, man, you're talking about those church boys, man. Oh, those church boys ain't going to do nothing. No, they yeah, did not man. put the church title on you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like they, they, 
they did not have any respect until we literally started playing. And we went into it on the fact of, man, look, we're not expected to win, so mm-hmm. let's just have fun. But our nerves were shot. Everybody's nerves was, like, on edge when we got on stage. It was insane. Okay, but I watched that video a few times, and y'all didn't look nervous. Y'all looked like y'all was cool. Yeah, yeah well, well, once we got through the first... Uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but like the video doesn't show what really happened at the very beginning of the video, because uh, there was a count in that was supposed to happen. It was a four, three, mm-hmm. two, one. Let's go. Da, da, da. So we had started the count in off, so we didn't all come in on the same beat, and immediately, like when we messed up at the beginning. We all looked at each other, and I remember Brandon Buffer. He was like, he was like, "Hey, hey, guys, just keep playing through it." Playing through it. <laughs> so, so the actual video actually starts in the middle of the intro. It doesn't start at the very beginning because they knew that we messed up. Uh, uh, but, but you know, we all just kept our heads down, and the next thing you know, man, it it, it was curtains from there. <laughs> That's messed up. Y'all messed up and still won. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People that was there actually know it. I actually got a live stream of it that actually shows the mess up that I'll probably post on the Be On The Page one day, like, just as something funny. That's that's definitely the, like, most, probably the most pressure moment I've probably ever been in. Are y'all going to do it again? No. uh, No, no, no. Well, well, they haven't. I mean, mean, just to protect y'all title. I mean, I know it's been a couple years, but still. Well... 2014, uh, man, like we felt like like that was a stepping stone to where we want to eventually be, and to go back to the competition, which is like you know, I mean, we would go back probably as like a guest judge or maybe um, mm-hmm. and support, but you know the but the creator of it, I mean, she's not even doing the competition no more because the next competition, really? yeah, because the next competition, I mean, that it, it was dope, but it was. It was kind of a struggle. I mean, they went from five bands to four bands, and you know everybody kept trying to compare it to 2014. And they're like, "Man, well, you know, this band ain't doing this, this band ain't doing that." And bands were literally scared to audition because they felt like they had to, you know, play to be on a standard that they set in 2014. And they made bands try too hard. Some bands were just scared, mm-hmm. and uh, it just wasn't a big turnout as 2014 because everybody just kept comparing it so she just stopped doing it all together you know what maybe i should try out for america's got talent <laughs> no for real because one that's a million dollars two that's a spot mm. in vegas mm-hmm. just thought you ain't got to yeah. just <laughs> and that's some heck of a national exposure oh uh, yeah but knowing us we will probably get the call to actually just be the band for america's got talent <laughs> which is equally just as great you ask me yeah, sure. <laughs> Who's your musical influence? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of them. I, I mean, some of my musical heroes, um, and I'm talking about instrumentalists. I mean, of course, you got the uh, drummers, the pioneers like Calvin Rogers. And, man, like a drummer that I'm listening to a lot now is Ronald Bruner. Um, but, but as far as musical influences, like as far as just music, period, uh, man, I love Stevie Wonder and what he's done. Man, uh, I, I love a lot of the uh, classic artists. Um, trying to think of one because there's so many of them. But oh, yeah, I would say out. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I would say Stevie Wonder. 
uh, Al Green, Marvin Gaye, you know, even the classic R&B, you know, Tank is one of my favorite R&B out, um, artists okay. just because he actually plays too. He plays organ as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of people don't know that Tank actually grew up in the church. And, like, he, like, no, did not see that coming. <laughs> the same background for Hezekiah Walker back in the day, like, in them choirs, like, in the oh. 90s. Yeah. I'm Real church and got in touch. Archive. <laughs> Pull that up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, a lot of his production and stuff like that. And, like, one dude I listened to growing up a lot was... Um, gospel-wise, was Tone, and like even with his transition yes. into the secular world, mm-hmm. his musical production and his creativity is genius. And it's mm-hmm. one thing that my band um, really loves and listens to, man. Like you know, Anderson Pack, Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar, a lot of those type of cats. I mean, like those people really shape our sound and our creativity. Who on the on the scene that's new that you kind of like looking at right now? Man, um, LMA's dope. Uh, I, I really like this. Uh, I really like this trap soul movement that's been happening. Like it's the LMA's of the world. Uh, man, like we just recently did a did a Danny Lay live arrangement. Her music is really dope. She, and she's popping. She just released a new track with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's a newly signed Def Def Jam artist. Uh, but yeah, man, like you know, cats like Anderson Pack, you know. Um, you know Kendrick Lamar, we're waiting on his next joint, which I know mm-hmm. that's gonna be crazy. Um, Moonchild, uh, yeah, I man, like just you know a lot of that trap soul stuff, I man. Like that's what we really been into. What like, do you think about her? Her trap soul, amazing. Yeah, her song Focus, uh, man. Like mm-hmm. you know she's she's on a lot of different award shows, and you know she's traveling a lot, and you know I even heard one of her songs on a uh, Power. Uh, last uh, uh, last year uh, is that one of the uh, okay. the episodes of Power, and I was like, man, this she is taking over. Like, don't judge me. Dude. I have never <laughs> watched Power. <laughs> don't judge me. I don't know why, because I know everybody else is watching, but I have not watched. Power. I stopped watching Empire like a long time ago, but I've uh, never yeah. watched Power. Uh, I'm about yeah. to watch it. Yeah. It's almost and it's the last season though, right? Yep, it'll start in August. Mm. Yep, it'll start in August. I'll, so. I'll pray about it. <laughs> yeah. If you could have one song be your theme song every time you walk through the door, what would it be? And why? Man. <laughs> man, I, man, that crap put me on the spot. I was trying to think about that. I don't even... I don't even know because I have so many dope songs in my head. Okay, um, three. I give you three because it depending on your mood. Three. Okay. Um. Man, I really don't know. Like I don't. I, I don't even know if I could. I could give you three artists that would probably be the soundtrack okay. of my life. Okay, I uh, take that. All right, music soul child. He is definitely one of my favorites. If you ask yeah. anybody that knows me, they know I'm a music soul mm-hmm. child head. So it's like anything he releases is is gold in my opinion. Um, gospel wise, Fred Hammond. I love some Fred Hammond. Like he is dope. Yes. Uh, anything that he's done, I mean, like I'm just on it. Uh, and um, man, <sighs> one one more. Who can I say? Just one more. 
I gotta give it to my boy Stevie. Okay. <laughs> I, Stevie. I was waiting. <laughs> I actually thought you were gonna pick Stevie first. <laughs> yeah, I gotta give it to my boy Stevie, man. My mom put me on on him when I was younger and I've been listening to him ever since. So how old? Do you remember how old you were the first time you heard him? About four fifth grade, so probably about ten, eleven years old. Okay, that's old enough to know what you listen to. <laughs> that's old enough. What was the song yeah. you remember? That stuck out, uh, man. Uh, do I do uh, superstition? Uh, overjoyed. Uh, my favorite song by Stevie is a classic song he did. Um, I forget the name of it. Hey, 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 uh, something I forget. Uh, he was like, I was born in I don't know the name of the song, but. Uh, but it's one of my f- absolute favorite songs. It's a really short song, but it's got like a really classy 60s, 70s feel to it. Guess what? You done. <laughs> cool, cool. Thank you, sir. Alright, no problem. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Worldly Church Girl. I want to take this time to thank Joe for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it because I know you got a busy schedule. So thanks again, Joe, for taking your time out of your day to do Worldly Church Girl. If you have any suggestions for the show or if you would like to be on the show, please shoot me an email. And again, thank you for listening to Worldly Church Girl. Don't forget to subscribe.